people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You need to know what outcome you are attempting to reach before you begin speaking. Dreyolday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called 
work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we are on part two of two of this conversation around framing in conversations. And today we're going to talk about some specific tools that you can use when it comes to framing in conversations. So if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, I gave the background on this, where it's coming from, some things that I've seen where people have committed faux pas and made mistakes when it came to framing and it ended up costing them in the long, short term and in the long term because their inability to hold the frame of a conversation. So make sure you listen to yesterday's episode if you have not listened to that one yet. And today is going to be the tools. Yesterday we went over the understanding. So the foundation, now we're going to get into some tools and some actionable things that you can do when it comes to framing in a conversation. But before we start that, let me tell everybody a couple announcements. First of all, get my daily motivation text every morning for free to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Number two, if you don't yet have your free copy of my book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs, get a free copy by going to thirddaybook.com. The book is all about how you show up and give your best effort even when you least feel like it, which is what all top professionals have to do, i.e. the people who get paid money to do what they do. If you want to be one of those people, you got to show up every day and deliver it. The Third Day will show you how to do that in a structural, systematic way. That is at thirddaybook.com. Number three, my next live event is called Work On Your Game Live. There are no streams. This is going to be in person. You need to be in Miami and be physically in the room. Those of you who like to consume content, I know you do like to consume content because you're listening to this. I want you to understand there is a world of difference between consuming an event online through Zoom or YouTube or Instagram and consuming an event by physically being in the room and physically being in the presence of the people who are also there. All right, this is a whole different ballgame. If you're ready to step your game up to the next level, stop trying to go to virtual events and actually come to a physical event. This is what all the big time players do. All right, you don't see any of the big time players that you follow. None of them say, oh, I'm going to the virtual version of an event. They go to the physical event. They physically go to the room so they can shake hands and meet people because here's what you need to understand, folks. Big money exchanges hands in physical engagements, not in virtual engagements. I'm not saying you can't make money online. What I'm saying is that the people who make the big things happen with other people who are making big things happen, they meet in person. All right, They don't do it all through Zoom. They do it in person. Now, I do a lot of stuff on Zoom. I spend a lot of time on Zoom. I've been on Zoom three hours today alone. But I still go to physical events. I still meet people in person, people who I do business with. Many of them I have met in person. I've shook their hands. I work with them directly. And this is how it gets done. So if you want to play the game at this level, you got to do things that are a different level. So come to the physical event of Work On Your Game Live. It's February 3rd and 4th in Miami. Get your ticket. Get a plane ticket. Get a hotel. All right. We'll tell you exactly where to stay and all that stuff. Is at workonyourgame.live is where you get all the details about the event, locations, dates, times, all of that stuff. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to this event. Write it off on your taxes as a business expense. You're a business person. The government will reimburse you for your business expenses because they want people like you to be building a business, even if it's just you right now in your business. So work on your game. Lives where you get that ticket. And lastly, any of you interested in being coached by me, I have one coaching program. I do not have multiple programs. I have one program, singular. You want to get into that program, here's what you do. Go to workonyourgame.net slash apply. That's A-P-P-L-Y, workonyourgame.net slash apply. Schedule a time on the calendar. Fill out a brief application because we just want to know who you are, what you're about, know what challenges you're dealing with before we get on the call. We'll get on the call. We'll talk about where you're at, where you want to go, what you need help with, and we will talk about if you're fit. We'll talk about what it will look like, how it works, and what it would take to get started. So that's all at workonyourgame.net slash apply. So with all those announcements out of the way, now let's get into today's topic, which is the tools when it comes to framing in conversations. I don't need to give any uh, intro to this because we did that in yesterday's episode. Point number one, build guardrails around the topic. If you want to frame a conversation, you must build guardrails around the topic. What do I mean by this? One simple thing that 
You notice me doing this all the time on the show is giving a definition of a word or a phrase at the beginning of an episode. That is building a guardrail around the subject. Why is that building a guardrail? What exactly do I mean by that? This is what it means. Reason that I do this is so that there can be no claims of an alternate interpretation of any word or phrase than the one that I'm using in that episode. That's the reason why I give definitions so that you can't say, well, you're talking about X, but it means this to me. And you're saying it means that I give a definition so that there's no room for that. I built guardrails around the subject. So when I give a definition of a word, what I'm doing is making it clear. Everything that I'm saying is based on this definition, not your definition, not his definition, not her definition, not their definition. This definition that I just gave, everything is based on that. And when you do that, you're putting a guardrail around that subject to where no one can interpret it any differently than the way you've laid it out. All right. That's a simple way to build a guardrail around a subject. And any of you can do that in anything that you're talking about. You can say, look, I'm, we're going to talk about this subject. I'm talking about it from this perspective. And then you lay out the perspective and you make it clear everybody understands that that is establishing the frame. That's what it means to establish a frame so that nobody can misinterpret you. So even if you disagree with the definition in the dictionary, which doesn't quite make sense, but some people do it. The fact that I'm laying it out and saying this whole conversation is based on this definition closes the doors on anyone misinterpreting what I'm saying. Even sometimes I'll read a definition and say, I don't really like that definition because it doesn't go along with the version of the word that I'm talking about. I'll even tell you all that. And I'll say, well, look, the definition says this, but I'm talking about this version of the word and it's not laid out in the dictionary. So I'll explain to you where I'm coming from. And you want to do this to frame your conversation. So for example, in Kanye West's situation, he made a blanket statement and he said something something regarding Jewish people. That was the phrase he used, Jewish people, instead of saying which Jewish people he was talking about. That was the key mistake that he made. And that lack of guardrail around his point, whatever he was trying to say, left it open to interpretation for people to think that maybe he was talking about all Jewish people because he didn't make it clear. And that led to further problems for him because he failed to say, he could have said, well, I'm going to go death con three on these Jewish people, like these five people who I got a problem with, or this one Jewish person who I have a problem with, or he couldn't, he didn't even have to say Jewish people at all. And that was the mistake. I said this in my article. He didn't even have to mention the fact that they're Jewish. He could have just said, look, these people are giving me trouble. And the fact that they're Jewish doesn't even matter. They're just giving me trouble. And I'm going to go death con three on them because I'm not feeling these individuals. That's what he should have said, but he didn't say it. And that's where he messed up. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is we are talking about framing and we're talking about the tools for framing and conversations. Number two, be vigilant of subtle attempts to change the subject. We talked about this in yesterday's masterclass. While understand some people will do this maliciously, those who are just as skilled as you are, they just happen to be in opposition to you. They'll do this maliciously, try to change the subject to avoid direct engagement on a topic that makes them uncomfortable. Other people do this simply because they don't have the concentration ability to stay focused on the topic for a long enough time. So to try to change the subject is something that they are maybe more interested in or something that is you know, basically just say more interested in something that better fits their desires in the moment. In other words, their mind is wandering and their mouth follows their mind. Right? What they talk about follows what they're thinking about. So some people just don't have the concentration to stay on a topic for long enough. So you might be talking about topic A, but the person you're talking to gets distracted and they start talking about topic B, C, and D while you still haven't finished talking about topic A. So your job is to catch this when it happens and not start talking about B, C, or D until topic A has been handled. So you got to make sure you keep in a frame around the conversation is not just getting people to talk about what you want to talk about, but also making sure that they don't change the subject to something else. And then you losing your frame, losing control of the conversation. And then whatever it was you were trying to get across or question you were trying to get answered or resolution you were trying to reach never actually gets reached 
simply because you didn't keep control of the conversation. So this is part of framing as well. You got to watch out for people making attempts to change the subject, which again, some people can do this by simply throwing you off by asking a question or pointing out something that has nothing to do with what exactly you're talking about. And usually the best way to do this is to do it upfront. So you frame this upfront. So I remember it was a sales job that I was in where when we gave a sales presentation, you would start the presentation by saying, look, I'm going to talk about, and you would tell people what you're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about A, B, and C, whatever the thing is you're about to talk about. And you would say to them, look, any questions that you have, I know some of you might have questions. Many of the questions that you have, I'm going to answer in what I'm about to say, comma. But if there are any questions, hold them until the end and I will answer everybody's questions after I'm done giving my presentation. Is everybody okay with that? And you also ask the audience for permission. Is everybody okay with that? And 99 times out of 100, people will say, yes, I'm okay with that. So now what have you done? You have put guardrails around it and you've held the frame. You told them what you're going to say. You told them that you're going to answer a lot of their questions while you're talking that they might be thinking and that if there's anything that you don't answer, you'll answer it all at the end, which means what are you telling them? Don't interrupt me by asking me a question while I'm talking. That's what you're letting them know. That is keeping control of the conversation and holding the frame. And understand if you fail to do this, people will interrupt you by asking you questions while you're talking. People will try to ask you questions before you even get a chance to say what you got to say. So this is why you want to frame a conversation and make sure people understand, hey, look, this is the way this is going to go. And let me tell you how this is going to go. We're going to do this, then this, then this. And this is what the outcome is going to be. Any of you who wants to have control of the conversations that you have, you should start doing this consistently uh, before you start talking with anybody, before they start asking questions. Tell them, well, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to do this and this. It's going to go this way. Anything that you got that you want to ask that isn't addressed, you'll be able to ask it at this point. You tell them when they get to ask the question. You don't stop them from asking. You just tell them when they get to ask it so that you're in control, even though they're asking the question. So moving on to point number three, today's topic, once again, is we're talking about the tools for framing in conversations. Number three, do your damn homework. This is very important for anyone who wants to be successful in anything you do in life. Do your homework. Even those of you who are in school, I ain't going to say those of you in school. All right. If you want to be good in school, make sure you do your homework, not necessarily the homework that they give, but make sure you study so you can pass the test because that's the game in school. We talked about homework in episode number 1925, by the way. The topic is do your homework. What I mean by doing your homework is you must know what outcome you want to reach before you begin speaking. You need to know what outcome you are attempting to reach before you begin speaking. When you're in a sales presentation, you need to know what is the outcome here? Are you trying to sell someone and get their money today? Are you trying to sell them on coming to the next appointment? Are you trying to sell them on cooperation? Are you trying to sell them on agreement? Are you here to negotiate? What are you actually trying to do? What is the outcome you are looking to achieve? It's very interesting. And some of you may even notice this in yourself, if you could be honest, that many people go into situations in life, any situation, with no notion of what exactly you're trying to achieve. You're just doing the thing and you know, whatever ends up happening, happens. Stop doing that. If you've been doing that, stop doing it. Know what outcome you're trying to achieve. When I record episodes of this show, I know what ideas I'm looking to get across to you. I know what understandings I want you to have by the time you finish listening to the episode, if you are paying attention to listen. I get in a conversation with another person and I know that me and that person are disagreeing. I have an idea of what my point is that I'm going to make. And I try to do my best to know what that person's angle is before we even start speaking. I want to have an idea of where they're coming from before they even say it. So if I know what you're going to say before you say it, even better, because then I can prepare for it. All right, especially if we are in disagreement, because now I want to be ready for what you're going to say. So maybe I can already be prepared with my counterpoint to your point before you even share the point. In other words, I'm doing my homework. All right, that's the goal here. In sports, for example, they have scouts. 
what do scouts do in sports? If you're working for the team, one of the things a scout does is look around at all the other teams that you're going to compete against, find out their strengths and weaknesses, and you prepare based on leveraging your strengths against their weaknesses. What is that? That is doing your homework. That's what it is. When two teams are about to play each other in the Super Bowl, for example, in football, that's probably the next big sporting event coming up. Both teams spend a ton of time going over game film of the other team so they can see what that team likes to do, what they're good at, what they're bad at, breaking it down to each individual player. And so then when they get in the game, they already have an idea of what they're going to do and how they're going to execute on it. Why? Because they did their homework and hopefully they do their homework really well. And then the players execute on what they've been taught so that you know they can come out victorious in the end in that competition. Do not enter a conversation, ladies and gentlemen, and just start talking with a stream of consciousness when you don't know where you're trying to go with the conversation. Oftentimes in life, less is more. In other words, if you can get a point across in two words, that's better than getting it across in 20 words. Because the more words you say, the more chance that the person you're talking to won't retain what you're saying. The simpler you can make it, the easier it will be for people to understand. Keep it in mind that most people are not as smart as you are. So you got to keep it simple enough that you're not going over people's heads. That's why simple phrases, simple slogans, simple catchphrases and they tend to work really well. This is why you notice politicians when they do their campaigns, notice that their slogans are usually really, really simple. They're not these 20 word slogans. They're really, really simple things like, yes, we can, or make America great again, or I'm with her. That wasn't that good, but it was an attempt. The whole point is they keep it simple so that anybody can understand it. Right, anything that is too complex is there some people who will still get it. There's some really smart people who will get it, but you don't want to only be talking to them if you're trying to move the masses. You want to move the masses, you got to talk on the level of the masses, which is a very simple level. All right, keep it in mind. Again, don't give people more credit for their intelligence than they actually deserve. Most people are not as smart as you think they are. So many people make the mistake of going out and they just start talking on a stream of consciousness. And because they do this, they fail to hold the frame because there is no frame. So when I get on this mic and start recording, I already know what I want to talk about. I know the exact points I want to make. I know when I'm going to be done and I stop talking. I don't just turn it on and just try to come up with it on the spot. Now, there are some people who are good at that and they can come up with it on the spot and they sound concise and point is cohesive and it makes sense and it sounds great. There's some people who are that good. I ain't that good. I'm not as talented as those people. So I got to work a little bit harder. So I plan ahead of time. Maybe you are better than me and you can just do stream of consciousness or maybe somewhere close to where I'm at and you got to actually plan ahead of your work. But the whole point is know what your outcome is before you begin. And anything you do in life, we're talking about framing and conversations here. This can apply to anything. Know what your outcome is before you start so that you know what you're aiming for. And along the way, you can make adjustments based on where you're trying to get to. You know where you're trying to get to. You can look at where you're at and say, is this getting me closer or further away and make your adjustments as necessary? But if you don't know what the goal is, then there's nothing to adjust. So with that said, let's recap today's class, which is framing. We're talking about the tools. Number one, build guardrails around a topic. Simple way you do this is how I, you notice me doing this on the show. I give a definition of a word or a phrase before I start talking about it. How is that a guardrail? It's a guardrail because I'm letting you all know exactly from what perspective I'm talking about this. So your interpretation of the word doesn't come into play because I'm giving you my interpretation straight out of dictionary. Even if it was not a dictionary, I'll give you my interpretation so you know where I'm coming from. And if you disagree with where I'm coming from, okay, you have a right to do that. But at the same time, you can't say that what I'm saying doesn't make sense because I gave you the frame. That's why the frame matters so much. You got to be clear about what exactly you're talking about. If you leave it open to interpretation, again, somebody who has malicious intent and wants to make you look bad for whatever reason will use that against you because you didn't put the guardrails up. That's your fault. That is not their fault. Number two, be vigilant of subtle attempts to change the subject. Sometimes people do this unconsciously because they're just bored with whatever you're talking about or they have something else on their mind that is more important to them. You got to make sure 
that you are getting everybody to finish talking about topic A before they distract you and move you on to topic B, C, or D without resolving topic A. Your job is to catch this when it happens again. If you allow this to happen, it is your fault. It is not their fault. If you're the one speaking, you have to control the frame. Number three, do your damn homework. We talked about this in episode 1925. It means know what outcome you are attempting to reach before you speak. Don't just start talking and not know where you're actually trying to get to or what point you are trying to make. A lot of people just start talking and they try to figure out what point they're making in the middle of their speaking. And this is why they fail to get their points across. So they fail to make a coherent arguments simply because they haven't thought about it ahead of time. They haven't done their homework. I want to give you all a hint that when you do your homework, you take the time to plan ahead of what you're going to do before you do it. You put yourself ahead of 95% of the population. It's probably more than that simply because most people are just too damn lazy to do their homework. If you start doing your homework, you will separate yourself from everybody else out there. And I would bet maybe 5% of you who are listening to me will actually start doing this. So know what your outcome is before you begin anything. So with all that said, couple things. Number one, text me, Daily Motivation. Number 305-384-6894. Number two, get your ticket to Work On Your Game Live. I'm going to workonyourgame.live. This is my next live event in person in Miami, Florida, February 3rd and 4th. If you're serious about taking your game to the next level, why not start the year off right by investing in yourself, investing in your business, investing in your personal growth by coming to this two-day event where you are going to get a higher level of performance. You will leave with that. You will leave with the consistency, the structure to be more consistent at your high level performance. I will show you exactly how to do it and the system for doing it. And number three, the results that come with it. What are the results? You want to make more money? You want more followers? You want to have a business? You want to stop being worried about how things are going to go next week, next month, next quarter? Come to Work On Your Game Live. Get your ticket at workonyourgame.live. And number three, you want to be coached by me. I have one coaching program. You want to join it. You got to get on a call with me first. I bet everybody before they come into my program, where you get on a call with me is by going to workonyourgame.net slash apply. Workonyourgame.net slash apply. Pick a time on the calendar, fill out the brief application form so I know who you are, where you're coming from, and what you're looking for. We'll get on a call, talk about what we need to talk about, and I'll tell you what it will look like and how it will work if we see you as a good fit for the program. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.